Hello, all my littles and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode number 16. From city lots to mountaintops. Hard to know where to start. It's the holiday season right now, and that means coming off of Thanksgiving and going possibly into Hanukkah or into Christmas. Right now, I celebrate Christmas. Ever since I was little, of course, the tree, the getting of the tree was a big fat deal. Sometimes we would go to the corner lot and sometimes we would travel up to the mountain. Actually, I think that happened once before my dad was thinking, what a bad idea. We were all screaming and yelling in the car. Back then, this is going to sound nutty, you all, but back then we had a station wagon, which I don't even think they make station wagons anymore. It's a car that has a really, really big back area behind the middle seat. There were no seat belts. Can you even imagine? No seat belts. And my dad and mom would let us sit back there on a blanket as we drove up the mountain. Every time we went around the corner, we all go screaming and yelling, thump to one side of the car, screaming and yelling, thump to the other side of the car on purpose. It was super fun and crazy dangerous. Nothing bad ever happened, just a lot of throwing up because of the curvy roads and the amount of thumping back and forth involved. So that one year we went and cut a Christmas tree way up in the mountains and it was fun and we tied it on top of the car and they were terrified we'd lose the tree and all three of us myself Barbara my brother Johnny and my sister Nancy were all super super worried about it so of course we kept asking is the tree still there is the tree still there and my father was like will you stop about the tree yes we would have heard it fall off the top if it had fallen back in the early days of getting Christmas trees trees in our family, we would always end up with pretty much the same kind of tree. Medium height, which was a little taller than my dad, so he could still put the star on top. Some years we had an angel, but mostly we had a star. And just the right amount of poofiness, so you could hang ornaments and they could still swing around and look pretty and all. Just the right smell. It used to smell like a forest. And the moment you brought it in the house, your house was magically transformed transformed into a forest. It smelled so good. So back in the day, the whole family would go out to get the Christmas tree. Two weeks before Christmas, my dad and my brother, Johnny, would put the lights up and they were huge bulbs, really big bulbs, like about as long as your thumb and way fatter. And if one light bulb got broken, then the whole string of them would not work, which was, ugh. And we would always get in our pajamas first and my dad would be all like, okay, kids, we're going to put the tree together. And he'd go out in the garage and get the Christmas tree stand. There's a lot of clanking around, drag it in the house, bring the tree in the house. We'd always, one of us would get to hold the tree straight and then you'd tighten the little screws at the bottom and then we'd finish. And depending on who was holding it, we'd all stand back and go, that is so crooked. A lot of crying, a lot of screaming and fussing and go, back and try to straighten it up again. But you know, honestly, once it was covered with stuff, you never really noticed how crooked it was. After many, many years of putting the tree up, picking it out at the corner lot, my sister, she'd had enough of decorating the tree. It wasn't really her thing anymore. And she just was like, no, that's okay. I don't need to go pick it out. My mom got into baking cookies, the kind that you do with cookie cutters and then frost. And it was super fun. All my friends would come over and we'd all get to wear little aprons and stuff. 
stuff. It was really, really fun and decorate the cookies, but it took a lot to make that amount of cookies. And my mom said this one year, you know what? Why don't dad take you, Barbara and Johnny, and you go get the Christmas tree? My brother did not want to be seen with just, you know, his little sister. So he's like, yeah, no, I don't want to go. That's okay. I'll go ride my bike. So my dad and I were like, okay, we'll go get it. Off we went. And it was still about two weeks before Christmas. So there was a fair amount of trees left. But dad and I are a lot alike. And we just got this little bug under our bonnets. And we're like, oh, what would happen if we picked a really goofy tree? And of course, I'm like, yes, let's do it, dad. That would be awesome. And I'm laughing. My dad's thinking, yes, let's do it. So up and down the aisles, we went and we come to the back corner where I think they must put the trees. And yeah, these ones did not work out. We come across this totally crooked tree. It did not matter how straight the bottom was put in the stand. That little puppy was crooked. So crooked. Had a big bare spot right in the middle. The top of it had all these branches, then a big bald spot, then a bunch more branches, and the trunk looked like the letter S. It was awesome. So that is the tree we brought home. Back in that day, I was probably six years old. Nancy would be eight and Johnny would be seven. So a six-year-old helping her dad come and pick a tree. Oh, I don't know if that was the best idea, but we walk in with it. My mom said, let's see the tree. She's wiping her little hands on her apron and walking down the hall. And at that point, dad and I looked at each other and we're like, oh yeah, I don't know. This might not be a good idea. It was probably, I don't know, came up to my dad's chest. It wasn't teensy, but it was not taller than he was for sure. My mom walks in and she looks at the tree. Then she kind of looks around to make sure she didn't miss something. And maybe the real tree is somewhere else. Then she realizes this is the real tree. And she says, you too. That's the tree you picked. I am never letting you go to pick a tree again. Nancy and Johnny are not going to be happy. This does not look like a nice tree. I was getting all embarrassed and kind of mad. You know what? This little tree can't help it if it's all crooked and weird. We're going to make it beautiful. So that was the year that my dad and I decorated the tree all by ourselves. We put on the lights. We put on extra lights. So if nothing else, it would be twinkly. That is also the year where the tradition of filling any of the bald spots was to get a little stuffed animal and tuck it in the branches. Yay, look, it's a little Christmas animal. Cute little Christmas stuffed animals. We would cut a little red scarf on this one and a little checkered one on that one. Super, super cute. So Nancy and Johnny came to look at the tree and they just said it's not straight and wets with all the stuffed animals, which the whole time the dog thinks they're dog toys and kept trying to jump up on the tree and get the stuffed animals. So we're all yelling at the dog to knock that off. So we had to be really careful about leaving the dog in the room with the tree. That year, the cat did not climb a tree, but for sure, another year at midnight did climb the tree, knocked it over and broke so many of the ornaments. Naughty, naughty, naughty kitty. That's the tree we ended up that year. We always called it the Charlie Brown Christmas tree because of the cartoon where Charlie Brown goes out and gets the weirdest little tree he can find. And it was a sweet Christmas. Really, really sweet. Another year, there was, <laughs> I don't know why we couldn't just get a normal tree. Like, why? Why? After the year of the very short crooked tree, my Aunt Barbie, I think she thought she was helping out, thinking, oh, I am not going to let those two get that weird little tree again. I'll bring my tree from my classroom. Aunt Barbie worked 
in a classroom eight hours from our house in a town called Ukiah, way up near Oregon. She said she really wanted to bring the Christmas tree that she had had in her classroom. And we all thought, okay, well, we don't get to see it. But considering last year's Christmas tree was so weird, maybe this can be something good. So we waited for Aunt Barbie and she showed up maybe five days before Christmas. And she came in her teeny weeny little car. She had this little red car two doors. I do not know how she got that tree in her car, but when she pulled it out, we all kind of went, oh no, we would have been way better off with our crooked little weird tree. This tree was so dry. It had not survived well in the car. It had probably baked in the classroom because up north where the tree was from, it was really cold. So I think that the heater in the classroom must have been cranked up because this poor little tree. As we pulled it out of the car, we all kind of we're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, all the needles are falling off of it. My dad's just uh, talking under his breath, like, what am I going to do with this tree? Oh, I don't want my sister Aunt Barbie mad at me, but the family's not going to like it, and it's probably going to catch on fire or something. We drug it in the house, bump, 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 up the front steps, through the front door, into the living room, right in front of the window. And even us kids, we were like, Aunt Barbie, it seems kind of dry. She said, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't even worry about it. As we're standing there, there's handfuls of the little needles falling off. Yet, Aunt Barbie was determined. She's putting the lights on it. We're all kind of half-heartedly helping her and hooking things over the branches. But the whole time we're thinking, this is such a bad idea. The good news is we got the whole thing decorated. Aunt Barbie stayed for dinner and then she was off on her holiday on her own. She traveled the world and she was amazing. She was like, okay, I'm glad the tree's working. Looks great. Bye. And off she was to travel the world. I'm not kidding. As soon as that car was down the driveway, we were in that living room taking that thing apart. My dad's like, we have to go get another tree. This is ridiculous. Somebody go get the vacuum. There's needles everywhere. So we had to take everything out, everything off the tree, drag it outside, put it in the compost pile down at the horse corral. The horse are like, do we eat it? What's up with this tree? Let's go get another tree. Zooming off to the store. There's not as many left. We find a little fat tree, bring it home, set it up, decorate it. It looked fine. Even the cat liked it. And it was great. But Aunt Barbie, oh, that was a bad, bad Christmas tree. As I grew up and I had my children, we'd still go to the same place and get our tree. And what we did is first one person picked it out, then the next next person, then the next person. So everybody got to take a turn. Every year, someone else got to choose. Lots of times there was not arguing, but discussion over a fat tree, a skinny tree, a silver tree, a dark green tree. And we'd always end up with something and it would always look fine. Well, it became the tradition to then go on Christmas Eve. We would drive from our house early in the day over to my sister's cabin in the Santa Cruz Mountains. It was beautiful. It was was cold. It always felt like an adventure. She had a huge stone fireplace that heated up the whole room, which was super fun because then we'd have the four of us and they had four as well. There were two boys, the cousins of my kids. And after we'd have another big fat meal on Christmas Eve, we would get all the leftovers and thread them on twine with plastic needles. We'd spear the apples and tie bits of bread 
bread and whatever we could find. There was always popcorn that we'd thread. And we had cups, which we'd hang. We'd poke holes and tie little ribbons and pieces of twine and fill them with chicken food. Then we'd hike down the hill, across the road, and into the magical Christmas tree forest. She lived across from a Christmas tree farm, which was super interesting and a little creepy at night, which is when we did this because it just seemed more fun and magical. So we would trump, 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 trump through the little forest, get deep into the middle of the Christmas trees that were left. It was such a big farm. There was always plenty, I mean hundreds of trees. And then we would set our flashlights so they were leaning and aiming to the tree and everybody would take their own little bundle and just decorate the heck out of that little tree. It was super, super fun and I highly recommend you all doing it in your own backyards, even if it's just a branch. It's just fun to do. The idea is that the animals would come and have something fun to eat. So we did that. And this one year, I remember, as we did it, my nephew, Devin, said, Mom, to his mom, my sister, grown-up Nancy, said, Mom, do you think the hogs will come and eat this? And I'm thinking, hogs sounds scary. And I said, Nancy, why would the hogs be, like, don't they leave them at the barn? And she goes, oh no, because they're wild. We have wild hogs that live in the field, and a lot of times they're in the Christmas trees. And I'm thinking, okay, that sounds like a bad idea, and this stuff's starting to smell yummy. And just then, I hear snorting, full-on snorting, down the hill a ways, but still, I mean, it's quiet out there. You're on top of a mountain, and I'm hearing snorting. And Devin goes, oh, I think I hear them, Mom. I can hear them. And I'm thinking, this is such a bad idea. And he said, oh, look, I think I can see their shapes. And there's babies. I'm like, babies. And Nancy said, that's probably not a good idea that we hang out because, you know, that mom, she gets pretty protective around her babies. We are grabbing our flashlights. My kids are like, we don't want to see the babies. No, we do not. And we're running in and out through the Christmas trees. We don't even know where we're going with this snorting and snorting coming up behind us. Thank goodness the pigs came across the tree before they came across us. All of a sudden we heard snorting stopped and there's just all this snuffling eating sounds. And we are laughing. Okay, I'm laughing so hard. My kids are running. They're not laughing. I'm laughing partly because I'm terrified and partly because it's ridiculously funny that we're out in a forest at 10 o'clock at night decorating a tree and then pigs come. And we got back to the cabin and I said, you know what? I love that tradition, but could we maybe not do it where the pigs are next year? And Nancy said, yeah, that's probably a good idea. But you want to go a hike tomorrow and we'll look for them again? Thinking, no, no, I do not. Mm-mm, no. And that is the story of some of our Christmas tree adventures. Have a wonderful first week of December and happy whatever it is you celebrate. Just happy, happy day. See you later. Bye.